Welcome to the Logos Daily Podcast. At Logos Daily, we offer Logos Bible software coaching, Christian book reviews, and relevant interviews to reflect on life as a believer and to help keep us all growing. For more information about our coaching services or anything that Logos Daily has to offer, please go to our website at logos-daily.com. That's L-O-G-O-S-daily.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to this next episode. This is the Brave Daily Podcast episode. We got to come up with a good name for this because I don't really know what to call it. It's going out on video. It's on our podcast. Wherever you're watching or listening, we're just thankful for you. We hope that you're blessed. I've got a special guest with me today, Chauncey Almond from Faith Life. Uh, He's just absolutely fantastic. I've been looking forward to talking to him for a while. We put together a short list of people when we wanted to do interviews and this gentleman was at the top of the list. If you don't know who he is, he's a national presenter for Logos. He also serves as the sales and training manager. He's passionate about spreading God's word, speaks at conferences across the country preaching uh, Logos. How many miles do you normally travel a year? Oh, Um, yes. Uh, (laughs) Don't don't remind my wife. Let's get <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, but he's been able to meet and work with uh, many whom he has studied for, including Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. H.B. Charles Jr., Dr. John MacArthur, Tim Keller, so many more. And he's heading up the new Caruso Collective Initiative at Faith Life, which is what we're mostly going to talk about today. He's been married to his lovely wife, Takia, for 22 years. They have five wonderful children, three by birth and two by guardianship. He's a small group leader his church, which is Grace Church for, uh, Frisco in Frisco, Texas, where he teaches. He also preaches occasionally. He has a bachelor's degree in biology from Virginia Tech. With, I, I think every picture I've ever seen you in has Virginia <laughs> Tech in the background, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I had emphasis in uh, botany with his biology degree, and he loves to garden. Uh, Chauncey, thank you so much for sitting down with me today. Man, thank you. Thank you for having me, man. I'm looking forward to this. Man, it's a, it's a privilege. And when I saw your bio, I, I, in fact, I've been to some of your online demos before. You do a fantastic job. But I read through your bio, and I had the question, how do you go from biology to Bible software? <laughs> no, you know, that, that's a pretty interesting question because, you know, sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes myself and I guess others, sometimes we may, let's say we struggle with our faith a little bit. And like, okay, is this real? You know, was the was the story about Jonah real? You know, but it's 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 science, it's it's botany, it's the plants, it's yep. it's those types of things that remind me, okay, this is real. This, this is real. So it's an actual, actually, it's a pretty uh, natural progression for me when I look at you know what God has done in, in, in its creation and finding that in his word, that's just a reinforcement for me. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's not as far of a jump as you would think. <laughs> well, you have, for some of us, really a dream career uh, that we might be jealous of. What, what's your favorite thing about being a national presenter? Oh, man. Um, I would say just presenting software to audiences where I know they're going to love it. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's not like, you know, if you're in sales, let's say, and it's a struggle for you because you feel like you're going to have to twist their arm or whatever. But it's like when, when I go on stage and I have, a, a, let's say, a crowd of a thousand people and let's say they're all pastors, 
I know how they're going to feel once they see what this tool can do for them. And that's why it's exciting. You know, it's not like I have to, you know, I'm not selling them timeshare. No, nothing against timeshares. I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's something that they're going to love. And I get to do that almost every single day. And you're right. It's, it's like a dream job. And for those of us who love to be on stage, uh, that makes it that much better because I understand that, uh, fear of public speaking is one of the top, I don't know, three mm-hmm. uh, most fearful uh, fears for people. For me, I love it. Just yep. to, you know, the, the larger the crowd, the better. I just love public speaking. Mm-hmm. And to be able to talk about Bible software at the same time, it doesn't get any better than that. Well, you and I may be uh, on the same team on that. I actually f- get more nervous about doing this one-on-one than I do in front of a crowd. Uh, I'm just more comfortable that way. Yeah. Well, we're, we're introducing a new segment this week, just called Quick Fire Question, uh, yeah. because our people, they're going to listen in. They want to know about you. So these are just questions. The first thing that comes to mind, I've got five questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. And these weren't prescripted either. So. These, no, you've not seen any of these questions. <laughs> these are not prescripted. Okay. Uh, and oh, I don't know is an okay answer. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Uh, right. favorite, favorite TV show or movie? Uh, favorite TV show movie, I would say right now is Chicago Man. I'm hooked. All right. Uh, yeah. What's a product you love that you'd be a spokesperson for, for that product for free, and it can't be Logos Bible Software? Oh, uh, uh, Apple, iPhone. All right. Uh, what's a book outside of the Bible that every Christian should read? Oh, a book that every Christian should read outside of the Bible? Uh, two million a. Two million a. <laughs> that's a safe. That's a salesman. That's a great. That's a great answer. Okay. Uh, so, uh, if your job didn't exist, what could you see yourself doing? Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, I would be, and I actually do this uh, on the side, and that is teaching people how to grow. Oh wow! Vegetables, fruits and vegetables. Love it. Uh, I actually do have a side business where I do that. So, hands down, that's what I would be doing. Now, are, are you, uh, do you eat meat? Do you eat steak? I do, but, oh, you may hit a, a pain point. So my okay. wife and I actually starting like tomorrow. Okay. Be cutting out meat tomorrow. Literally, All right. This is fresh. So my, my last question then is on your last day as a meat eater, if you eat steak, what's your favorite cut of steak? Oh man. Oh gosh. I would say prime. The, the, oh yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. yeah. You, you can't beat that. No. Well, Good luck in your journey. Uh, I'm going to let you be on that one on your own. Is, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And uh, well, it is, man, I've been looking forward to sitting down with you. When I saw, uh, I sent you an email as soon as I saw that Logos uh, is, our Faith Life is coming out with this thing called the Caruso Collective Initiative. I was so excited when I saw it. I think it's a great space for Faith Life to jump into. And for those who might not be familiar with that, because it's really brand new, the, the publishing about the information is brand new. What is the Caruso Collective Initiative? And what does that word Caruso mean? Yeah, so we'll start with that. So Caruso, Greek word means to announce, to, to herald. And um, the collective uh, refers to uh, the, the group of people that we'll be working with uh, outside of Faith Life that are helping us put this thing together. And so what the initiative is all about is to be able to include uh, more diversity in the library offerings at Faith Life. Library offerings, including you know, commentaries, you know, devotional books, et cetera. 
because uh, you know, faith like we recognized that that was an area of opportunity for us. Um, and so we said, you know, what better way to do it? You know, we could we could a do it on our own and just decide which books should be included. You know, to have more uh, African Americans included. You know, we could do it on our own. I said, we need faith life, or we could get some experts in to help us out. And so that's what the collective is. It's a group of experts that will work with us and help us uh, decide what's best to go into this collection of, of resources into Lobos. And so we decided, we thought about, okay, who, who can we get? Who, who should be on this thing? And that list is not complete yet. And so we thought, okay, who would be the most influential, who would be you know, a great representation of a specific denomination. And we wanted to cover many denominations, we wanted to cover different age groups, we wanted to cover different genders. And so that's where it started. And so we just kind of sat around in the room one day, virtually, and um, just start spitballing, spitballing names. And that's how we came up with names like you know, Charlie Dates and uh, Esau McCauley and, and others. And um, and so that's how it all started. So Esau McCauley, he just won, uh, I think it came out yesterday. His book is the number one book on Christianity today, Reading While Black. And so congratulations to him. Just fantastic. I've not read it yet. It's on my list, but so happy for him. And then as soon as I saw Charlie Dates, I've listened to him for several years. I think he's up in Chicago at Progressive yeah. Baptist Church. Mm -hmm. I would encourage everybody uh, to go to YouTube and just search Charlie Dates. Uh, I think there's some sermons at Wheaton College. Uh, and also uh, Moody, I think it's Moody, but just do some, and listen to his preaching. It is every, I, there's one sermon I've listened. It has to be at least 20 times. Mm -hmm. uh, just, it, and so, so I'm, a, I'm excited about uh, what this is going to do. I, I went to Bible college and uh, this was not something we thought about in Bible college. Mm -hmm. And I, over the last couple of years, God has brought me on a journey to, uh, think through kind of the diversity within his kingdom and to be exposed to authors that I had no idea existed or uh, scholars. And, and uh, I also think the, what we need are solid examples yes. of uh, Christian academics and Christian pastors that people in different communities can kind of uh, latch. I always had that role model. Mm -hmm. uh, for me. And so I'm just, I'm just excited what, uh, what this means uh, for, uh, for those of us who um, use Logos. Now, I didn't know if you noticed, but I'm white. No, no. really? Yeah, I, I am. I want to, <laughs> I want to disclose that to everybody. Uh, <laughs> is, is the Caruso Collective, is it just designed for black pastors, black believers, black churches? No, no, not at all. Not at all. Um, and it's, it's interesting you say that because what 2020 has taught us, and I'm talking about going back to, you know, George Floyd and those things mm -hmm. were happening. And I, I personally, I'm sure we agree, saw kind of a shift and we saw there was a lot of emphasis put on, you know, what's, what's right, what's wrong, what's, you know, what are some things that need to be changed? And uh, I saw a lot of that in, in the white uh, Christian community. You know, they were interested. You know, what, what have we been missing? You know, I'm a pastor of a multi-ethnic church, let's say, some would say. And am I accurately reflecting, um, you know, the, the backgrounds of the people that are in my congregation? And so there was a thirst for resources. And so once that happened, I'm like, and we had already started Caruso, you know, last year before any of this happened. And so as we were working through this and then this summer happened 
I said, you know, this isn't just for the African American church or African American mm -hmm. pastor. It may be more, uh, 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 I won't say suitable, but applicable for those that pastor multi ethnic churches or are have never been exposed to uh, different cultures than themselves. And this will be an opportunity for them to know exactly where to go to get that information. Because one of the things that has always been uh, somewhat of a critique from the African-American community has been, you know, yeah, we love answering questions about, you know, what it's like, mm -hmm. but how about you do some research on your own? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we, it's been given, uh, we've been giving out different resources and places to go. But with this effort, we can now say, hey, you can come here. You can come mm -hmm. to Faith Life and get what you need. So if you're really interested in knowing what it's like or hearing things from a different perspective, that's what the Caruso Collective provides or will provide is that wealth of information, that one-stop shop, if you will, to be able to find the resources that you need. One of the, there's two things that come to mind for me. One is that's the reason like, why I want a well-rounded library in, in my software. I am not Roman Catholic, mm -hmm. but if we have people come to our church, I'm a preacher. If we have people come from that background or maybe they're Methodist or reformed, um, I want to be able to understand from their perspective, their terminology, the language that, that they're using uh, to help me be a better minister. And I think the same thing here to be able to have some resources that help uh, expand my worldview of uh, language matters and the way people talk matters and to be able to be sensitive uh, to where someone's coming from. So that's one thing. The other thing I want to pause for, you said something that I think is very important. This was started way before the world kind of blew up last year, wasn't it? It was. And, yeah. and so this is not a response, you know, Logos, you all, Faith Life is not trying to get on the bandwagon as a response to something that happened within the last 12 months, but this has been on the heart of the people at Faith Life for a while, right? Correct, correct. So um, so just a little bit about my role, one of my roles at Faith Life as a national presenter, and that is, uh, and there's several of us on the team that do this, but traveling the country and go to different conferences, and, and, and I do uh, quite a bit of the African-American, meaning the majority of the audience is African-American. Mm -hmm. Not all, I do all of them. But when I go to those that are predominantly African-American, I'll get people that will see the Logos demonstration. They'll come to the booth and they'll say, you know what? I've been using Logos for X number of years and love it. But they say things like, why, don't, why doesn't Faith Life have more diversity in, in the resources? You know, I love it, but, you know, I would love, and over time, we started hearing that more and more, and I think the reason why we didn't hear that as much before was because the people in my position, uh, there, there weren't as many African-Americans on the team, and so they didn't feel, and this is from what they told me, they didn't feel like they had an avenue to go and say, hey, Chauncey, let me talk to you, or, you know, hey, Gabe, hey, David, let me talk to you. That wasn't that person, but now that they're seeing people on stage that look like them, they feel more comfortable in, in expressing some of the concerns that have been on, on minds of African-Americans, you know, for years now. And so as I started to go on stage and travel and others, uh, African-Americans on, African on our team would do the same. And we would, you know, get together and we would have meetings and I would say something like, hey, you know, I was at XYZ conference and this is what, you know, I heard. 
And then I'll hear that the same thing. He's like, yeah, I was at a conference and they were telling me the same thing. And, you know, out there was, they were telling me the same thing. And so we started finding some commonalities. And we, you know, from our own, you know, use of logos, we would recognize, hey, you know, this could be a little bit more diverse. And so those types of things started the wheels turning. Um, we would also get feedback. Like if I went to, I remember my very first conference, um, Charles E. Booth. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I did the Charles E. Booth preaching conference. And I, I'll never forget the first time I did it, someone came up to me. And it's funny too, right? Right how they come up to me. It's like, hey, can I talk to you? They're like, yeah, I know what was going on. And they'll say, you know what? I am so happy to see one of us on stage with logos. One of us. And I'm like, well, what do you mean? It's like, hey, you know, we, we appreciate the product. We appreciate what you guys do. But it feels different when we see a person of color on the stage talking to this crowd of 2,000 African-Americans and someone looks like us. So we started getting that feedback. Like people want to see people that look like them. Uh, like we can do it too. You know, that's kind of the mentality. You know, hey, we, you know, there's people of color that can go on stage and do it as well. You know, so why do we have to have, you know, only the white guys come and talk to us? You know, yeah, they're going to say the same thing, but it's a different feeling when people look like you. Mm -hmm. And so those types of things started to happen uh, over the past couple of years. And then we started saying, hey, okay, so what can we do about it? So that's how it literally started happening. Uh, That's that's wonderful to hear. And to me, it reminds of when a culture or even my kind of my context is so predominant in some way Mm -hmm. that I've I've always had those experiences. And -hmm. I think someone listening who might be a little bit of pushback of why is Faith Life doing this to just listen to the stories that Chauncey has just said about someone's experience. And that's not really our place to judge that. That's, that's our place to say, Hey, how can we minister better to and, and bring, uh, a better picture of what the kingdom of God is actually like, which brings me to Christianity Today. They, they posted a thing this week about the initiative, and I think you and I have both seen uh, some pushback uh, from some people within the Christian community. Um, how, how do we land at a good spot that honors God? We, we've got people, the messaging on racism right now, there's not a lack of, or there's not a lot of nuance in a social media world and everything's a soundbite and a 40 characters. And so can you help our listeners and and myself included think through this issue of, you know, if it, if we're just being honest, it might make some feel a little bit like we don't have a white package. We don't have a Chinese package. Why are we having a black package? Like what, what's the response to that? Yeah. You know, when you said we don't have a white package, that, that reminded me of uh, many years ago uh, in one of the positions that I had in corporate America. And uh, the company I was working with at the time sent me to, uh, they, they let me know about this course that this company was, I won't name their name, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but there was a course that this company was offering. And they invited me to go. And the course was called How to Be a Successful Black Manager. Because I was in uh, management in corporate America. And I went and it was great. So when I came back, the pushback that I got was, well, is there a course that's called How to Be a Successful White Manager? And and, and so let me go back. So some of the things that were talked about in that course were when you manage other uh, African 
African-Americans, you're the manager and you manage other African-Americans. And let's say they're not doing their job, you know, whether they're showing up late or just you, you, you insert thing that they're not doing right. Well, innately, there's a sense of, hey, I know there's not a lot of us in this space anyway, so I don't want to show favoritism, but I don't want to come down too hard just to show I'm not showing favoritism, but I want to coach them to do a better job. And so those are things that I would think that a white manager wouldn't have to think through. Mm -hmm. They're probably thinking, hey, we have these metrics to hit, we have these goals and objectives to hit, and we just need you to do it. And so as a black manager, you have those things, plus that added pressure of, hey, you know, I, I want to treat you fairly and not come too harsh on you. Um, I don't want to go easy on you, but I need you to do better. And so those are the things you have to think through. So this class was helping us think through those things. So what does that have to do with this, this initiative? I would say it's the same thing. When you look at uh, different uh, resources that are out there, you look at uh, different backgrounds, you know, you come from a different background, and so perspectives are different. And so, again, we're not talking about how to, uh, you know, interpret or translate Greek or Hebrew or anything like that. Yeah, that's, that's the same across the board. But if we talk about um, devotional books or books on prayer or how to uh, help you through life situations, you know, if you come from a, a certain perspective that's familiar to you, that's easier than if you just, you know, so trying to help someone that you have no relation to at all. So I think that, yeah, I, I can see how people would say, you know, where's, you know, where's a white collective? Or, but no, that, that's the wrong, in my opinion, the wrong approach to take. It's, hey, we're providing something that will help us as African-Americans and help others like yourself as uh, non-African-Americans to see a different perspective. And it was actually a little disappointing. Some of the feedback that I saw on uh, you know, Twitter and whatnot, talking about, oh, is, is logos racist or faith life racist? No, we're the opposite of that. We're trying to provide resources that will help you and you and you and mm -hmm. not racist. I was surprised. I, w I was disappointed too. Uh, I was surprised how much uh, people were judging before they'd even seen the packages or you know, they're, they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And it wasn't, I mean, it's a small minority. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, if someone wants to talk more, I'm happy certainly uh, uh, to talk about it. I think for me, let's take the racial component out of it. I was listening to a, a preacher one time. He was teaching a class on preaching. And I preach all the time, almost every week. And he said, when is the last time you told a story in your, uh, in your sermon where a woman was the hero? And he was talking about kind of gender issues within certain, very conservative, conservative, Orthodox believer, uh, quite a prominent name too within evangelical uh, academia. And I had never even thought about that of, uh, and, and so, you know, it's kind of that different perspective of how do we bring, because you're exactly right. It is different perspectives that we don't, we can't assume that we've all had the same uh, living the same upbringing. And I think one of the Christian values of what it means to become like Christ is to empathize and to recognize that there is diversity within the kingdom of God. And so I'm excited. I'm going to be, unless you want to give me one of the packages up front, I'm going to buy one. In fact, I'll say this, Chauncey, if Faith Life will give me one of the packages, I will review it for everybody. No, I'm teasing. I'm, I'm teasing, of course. I'm going to, I'm going to buy one because uh, I'm looking forward to the, uh, the diversity in the same way that I buy 
packages, uh, theological packages that I don't necessarily ascribe to. But I will say I think it's different in this one because uh, there's some solid preachers, solid academics uh, that you've got in this collective that I'm excited to uh, learn from. So when do you plan to launch the packages? Yeah, so that's still TBD. Uh, okay. Sometime uh, first, second quarter of 2021. Okay. Um, you know, we're still ironing out a lot of things, uh, like, you know, again, form of finalizing the actual final group of people. Yeah. You know, is it going to be around one of the collective members? Is it going to be around two? Um, you know, what are the packages going to look like? Uh, how will we integrate them into existing packages or to stand alone? So it's those types of things that we're working through. And also, you probably have heard, I'm sure you know that uh, Faith Life acquired uh, WordSearch recently. Mm -hmm. And so what that did was introduce uh, a whole new um, uh, opportunity for resources. So now we have more to choose from, from that library, that catalog. So we'll be looking at all of that. And the, the, thing, the key thing here is we don't want to rush it. We want to do it right. Amen. No, you're, you're exactly right. And I would encourage everyone, there's a lot of options to buy books. I buy books in Logos because I have a, a vested interest that the company does well. And yeah. uh, <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm wanting them, uh, you know, I want them to be around for a, a long, long time. And one of the things I love about Faith Life is how uh, diversified in their resources, whether it's uh, Lexham Press or uh, Church um, proclaim. Uh, if they've got their hands in many different pockets. I'm still learning things that Faith Life does from time to time. And so it's, it's just really, really invaluable. Well, what does someone need to stay, uh, need to do to stay in touch if they're interested about this? What do they need to do? Uh, so we have, uh, so faithlife.com, logos.com. Uh, there's a Caruso Collective site as well. Uh, I believe it's logos.com slash Caruso Collective, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. uh, that's where we have a, an FAQ section. Uh, there's also a section there if there's any book recommendations that you think should be included. And I'm actually now starting to get uh, some of those requests come in because um, that email address comes to me. Uh, also, if you have any recommendations for someone who you feel should be on the council or the collective, um, you, you'll be able to do that as well. So just on that website, uh, they can email me as well as chauncey.almond. That's almond like the nut, but two L's. Uh, chauncey.almond at logos or faithlife.com. And I'll be more than happy to keep people informed as to what's going on. That's great. And we will put the links in all the description of wherever you're listening to, whether it's the podcast or online, we're going to put the links to all the Caruso initiative and uh, also Logos information and also an affiliate link for us if you want to buy uh, the software. Well, you are a Logos Bible software. You're a national presenter. Some of us would say you're a Jedi, uh, a sensei, but when did you start to use the software? Our listeners are always interested in how others are using the software. When did you start to use the software? And at what moment did you find it to be something that you found invaluable in your study, like an aha moment of, oh, this is amazing? Yeah, so uh, I was actually telling the story to someone just yesterday. It was about 2009. And in this part of the story, I can't remember fully, but somehow I stumbled upon uh, Logos.com and saw a demo of Logos. And I saw that demo. And again, this is 2009, so we're talking 11 years ago now. I saw the demo and I remember going into the other room and grabbing my wife and saying, you got to see this. I have to get this program. I have to get, I don't care what it takes. I don't care what we have to cut out of the budget. We have to get this 
this program, you know, watch this demo. And she watched it and, um, you know, we said, you know, we got to get it. So it was at that time when I was um, introduced to Christian hip hop. I don't know if you're a Christian hip hop fan, but you know, the Lecrae's, the Takashi, Andy Mio, Shaolin, and those guys. And I was just like OD on Christian, on Christian hip hop. And what those guys did was they pointed me to scripture like I had never been pointed to before. Mm -hmm. And I would listen to the songs. I would pause it on the CD when we had CD. I would pause the CD, <laughs> open up logos, and I would just study the word like never before. Wow. And, uh, and that was in 2009. And so how about this with trivia? I, after I um, got on board at Faith Life, met my current boss, Scott Lindsay. I think you guys have interviewed yep. him. Scott Lindsay was the one who had done the demo back in 2009. And he's now my boss. Uh, and so that's how I got into it and uh, just been using it ever since. And then, uh, what's today's day? Today is what, the 15th? Mm -hmm. And in two days will be my th three year anniversary at Faith Life. Yep. And uh, three years ago, I was uh, looking for a new career opportunity. And uh, at that time, man, I was so in love with logos. I would go to Facebook and Twitter and um, post screenshots. Like, you guys need to get this. This is the best thing ever. So when I was looking for a new career opportunity, my wife says, all you do is talk about logos anyway. You should go work for them. And I'm like, ah, that'll never happen. Never happen. And then I'm like, well, hmm, maybe. And I'll spare you the details, but long story short, I ended up working at Faith Life all because my wife said, you know, you talk about it so much, you should go work for them. And here I am now as a national presenter for Faith Life. We need to come up with a word because you and I are of the same ilk and I've got friends within Brave Daily. We really do. We, we can't stop talking about the software. Yeah. Even, you know, we, we do these interviews and stuff, but we've got in our uh, communication, we're just constantly uh, talking about the, the software. This morning, I was talking about the Boolean search. How just amazing because I'm preparing for Sunday sermon and able to find things is just incredible. What's your favorite uh, feature of the software? Oh man, now that, that changes probably every month. Yep. Um, but today, I would say it's Factbook. Yep. The new Factbook. Uh, you, know, you pull Factbook uh, open and you type in, you know, place, a person, a thing, and just the wealth of information that pulls up. And, and, and you just scroll through and there's just so much information and you can just get lost and overwhelmed in a good way with so much information about it. And now with Logos 9, I feel like I'm, I'm going into national presenter mode. Sure. With, with Logos 9, um, yeah. it's now on your mobile device and it wasn't before. So 7 and 8, it wasn't on your mobile device. So now I can pull up Facebook on my phone mm -hmm. and, uh, and uh, see all that great information right here on my phone. It is the fact book. So the user interface didn't change much between eight and nine, but it's like the whole engine was upgraded, uh, especially with fact book and the ability to search grammar uh, mm -hmm. to me. And it goes to all my grammar books. It just, you know, it was just amazing. What, what do you think the most underutilized features of the software? Underutilized? Um... Well, so, you know, now with, with pandemic, all I do is Zoom generation and uh unlike on stage you only have 15 minutes on stage if i'm lucky maybe 17 but now i have like an hour hour and a half and so i get to ask people okay you, you have me you know for an hour hour and a half 
you know, what, you know, what do you want me to show you first? And I'm thinking they're going to talk about some Greek or, you know, how to look up words in Hebrew. But the, the one that I, they get blown away with the most is the ability to prioritize their resources so that whenever they do a search, if they are a, you know, an ESV person or a CSV or NIV or what have you, to set up Lolo so that in all of your searches, it goes to those resources first. Something as simple as that. I would say a close second would be the reading plans or the, uh, no, I'm sorry, not reading plans, the prayer journal, the prayer journal. Um, I can have a whole presentation all planned. I want to talk about, you know, how to build sermons and how to do Greek and Hebrew. And they're like, wait a minute, wait, you mean I can have a prayer journal in Logos? Yeah, you can. So I would say those two are the ones that uh, I get amazed with that people get so excited about because they didn't know that they exist. It's incredible. I, in fact, I've, I use prayer list for uh, birthdays within mm. my family. I use prayer list for pastoral checkup. Yep. Uh, list. I've got a whole strategy for, uh, for prayer. The whole thing. It's just, I could talk for hours on, uh, on Logos Bible software. Uh, yeah. Chauncey, thank you so much for sitting down with us today. It's been an absolute joy. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Don't be a stranger. Uh, absolutely. We won't. And from everybody here at Brave Daily, want to thank you for uh, listening or watching. We're going to put all the links uh, below in the description so you can uh, keep in, in touch and contact with the Caruso Initiative or reach out to Chauncey with book recommendations. Uh, maybe there's a pastor or an academic that you know that would be perfect for the collective uh, and, and want to uh, push them towards their way. That would be great. If you need help with Logos Bible software, coaching, prayer list, uh, notes, uh, just how to use the software, library management, please go to our website at bravedaily.com. Sign up with a coach. One of us would be more than happy to sit down. Uh, it has changed all of our lives. We, we're thankful uh, to God that we have this software and would love to help you. And until next time, God bless.